Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for common sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, we're back, and uh, wow, what a day it is today. I can't walk across the street without choking to death. And uh, we're going to have a report on it, I, I believe. Who do we have on? We have uh, we have actually Dr. the New York Marka City Health Commissioner Siegel. and Dr. Mark Siegel. Yes, to find out what the heck is going on with this stuff. You know, it's like a scene out of a movie, John. It's almost like they're describing it like apocalyptic. I've seen it in the you movies. Can, <laughs> I know Stephen, it is. Stephen King. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen King. In the studio with us, we have uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, uh, a real smart Democrat. Uh, yeah, as far as Democrats are concerned, right? I mean... Yeah, he's very smart. I would say certain days more than others. <laughs> and uh, we have a real smart Republican. We have uh, uh, Borough President Vito Fasella of Staten Island. How are you, Vito? I'm doing great, John, despite the haze and the fog and the smoke or whatever. I mean, it's it really bad. Yep. I mean, I can feel there's almost a sore throat uh, yep. uh, when I breathe. I can uh, let's too. go to Dr. Mark Siegel and see if we're going to live through this. Yeah, absolutely. And joining us, of course, is the great Fox News medical expert, uh, Dr. Mark Siegel. Uh, first of all, your reaction, how serious is this? I mean, you can see it, you can taste it, you can smell it. Your thoughts? You can taste it. Be- before I get to it, I want to say, Judge Weinberg, they're damning you with faint praise, saying you're a great Democrat, as Democrats go. Is this such a thing? <laughs> you know, I get accused lady. of being a, a dino doctor, a Democrat in name only. I was a Democrat. And I'm saying, <laughs> I was a Democrat, too. And I'm saying, wait, wait, I want my Vito party. Fisella was a Democrat, and your father was a Democrat. 100%, and my grandfather, my And your grandfather was a Democrat. Oh, wow. Right. Wow, right. wow, and wow. my parents, I just want my party back to common sense. That's, That's all. all we want. That's, That's all, all we, we want. care well, about. Why don't we have a hundred-year-old run for president? Uh, we we basically do mentally, but go ahead. <laughs> anyway, listen. Uh, I want to say you have you have Dr. Ashwin Vossen coming up, New York City Health Commissioner. I've interviewed him multiple times. He's a sound sound well, person. You, uh, Dr. Mark Siegel, when we have him on, why don't you stay on the phone if you want? Uh, is it right after me? Yes, right it after sure you. is. Okay, sure, I will. Uh, listen, um, but anyway, so here's the situation. As of last night, the emergency rooms were not filling up, but they're starting to see an increased volume today. Some of this is panic and fear, and some of it is asthma and pulmonary pulmonary problems. The air is terrible. The air is mostly particulate matter that we're worrying about, very small particles, very small particles. They get into the lungs. And if you have asthma, it's an issue. I tell most people to stay indoors, especially if they have underlying conditions, can also provoke heart disease. By the way, masks help, but only if it's a KN95 or an N95. That's what's designed, as as a great businessman like uh, John Casamitidis knows, they didn't design these things for these freaking viruses. They designed them for this particulate matter that's in the air. Right, for so like actually, construction, right, originally, right? Uh, right. So if you want a construction site, nobody would blast you for wearing a mask. Well, you know, people are starting to wear them on the streets, but they're wearing the wrong ones. They need to wear the high-grade ones. You know, how? what should we do? Uh, walk us through. You talk about wearing the mask. Are there other things? Obviously, stay inside. We heard from the New York City mayor. He said it might get worse tomorrow. Well, stay inside is one, and make sure you have a really good filtration system. Somebody was actually telling me they were in a local hospital where they smelled the smoke inside the hospital. I said, you're kidding. Oh, my God. I mean, you, you know, we have to get uh, 
John Casmatidis Heat and Oil Company over there. Somebody better fix the place because because you shouldn't be smelling it with your air conditioning and you know your your windows closed indoors. Uh, and I, I would also tell people, and this is practical advice: if you're in your car, have it on recirculate with your air conditioner on, not not your vents open. I know that would seem logical, right? And if you're an, an asthmatic or or an emphysema COPD, you should be taking extra medication today. I would say to limit your exposure greatly, but take extra inhalers. What about also people, um, there are some people who are having um, uh, enhanced heart rate, speeded heart rate, uh, cough. A lot of people are having eye irritations, throat irritations, doctor. Well, the throat, the throat and the eye irritations don't bother me, but the increased heart rate and the palpitations and the cough are a sign that the two organs I'm most worried about could be involved, the lungs and the heart. There's a study uh, out of the American Heart Association in 2018, and yes, the West Coast has a lot more experience than we do on this, and a lot of this stuff comes out of California, that basically shows that you can exacerbate heart problems and, and arrhythmias, rhythm abnormalities, and heart failure with this kind of stuff. This is ten times more toxic than what you that you than what you get from air pollution at its worst. Wow, how serious is it? You know, we were talking before the show, John and Margo and the judge and Vito. Um, it was like three fifty seven. There was one point where it hit like three seventy seven. Um, when I see us uh, out, basically uh, polluting uh, Delhi um, and also Lahore, Pakistan, that's bad news, Doctor Siegel. Well, right. You would think a place like that, that's just an engine going constantly like in Pakistan. And I think the big question is, when is this going to blow over? Because we are on the sea here, actually. And yet, you know, we're talking days here. I'm most worried about prolonged exposure. If, if it's just one day, this is not 9-11 we're talking about here, right? It's not asbestos in the air. It's It's smoke. It's it is hydrocarbons, uh, and it's particulate matter, and it's carbon monoxide, carbon di- dioxide. If you have this exposure over days, we're going to see a lot more health issues. And if you have chronic underlying health problems like lung disease or heart disease, it can be worsened by this. It may not all be irreversible. That's with prolonged exposure. Doctor, I actually... Uh, I don't, asked- I actually Go ahead. I've asked our, our people. We had about uh, ten or fifteen uh, uh, machines that clear the air and and have the blue light that kill the virus to make sure to clean the filters and put them all out at full speed. You think that I'm I'm, I'm sure that'll help a little bit. That's extremely smart what you just said, and I agree with all of that. And you got to make sure your filters are up to snuff that they've yeah. been changed. And I told our in- guy twenty four hours later, make sure the filters are clean again. Well, because if they're exposed to smoke like this, they're going to have to be cleaned at least 24 hours. I'm I'm agreeing with that. I also am I'm concerned about, in addition to asthma exacerbations and, and emphysema and heart disease, I'm concerned about panic. We're, we're seeing and people on the East Coast are not looking. I mean, you know, you, ha- you saw this yesterday. You walk outside. You see how dark it is. You say, when's the rain coming? And there's no clouds. So we're not used to this. You know, when it was when it was California, we were like, well, that's 3000 miles away. They, they've been dealing with this in California for years. Yeah. Hi, Dr. Vito Fasella. Uh, for, for those who may not have the high end air purifiers, I'm curious. You're just a homeowner on Staten Island. It was a yellow haze just sitting over Staten Island all day today, like a lot of places around here. If you're just a regular old homeowner, what do you do? Well, I think it, I think that air conditioners help a lot. 
And I think that um, I think that that keeping the, your windows closed and your air conditioner on helps a lot. Now, if you're in a house without air conditioning, that's a totally different story. Then you have to go somewhere where you're inside, where there's some internal system that's protecting you from the elements. Now, this isn't going to impact everybody equally, by the way. Again, I'm mostly worried about people with underlying health issues. What about also, did you see, uh, uh, I was seeing earlier, Dr. Mark Siegel, a uh, big run on these um, N95 masks like you talked about, everything. Like at CVS, at Dwayne Reed, they are selling out. Like It's almost like, you know, when COVID happened, everybody ran and like grabbed everything. Like you talked about this sort of panic. Maybe I shouldn't have been showing that N95 on TV today in front of a million people. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that got picked up somewhere. But I I also would would tell you that studies show that only N95s or KN95s work. KN95s are much more comfortable. But the people that I see on the streets today, Rita, are wearing cloth masks and surgical masks like they did with the, with COVID, and it doesn't do much. Yeah. So uh, you got to have at least a KN95. To your point, Doctor, we're looking out on Third Avenue here and seeing a ton of folks just walking up the block, and almost half have masks, but uh, I don't think one of them has the one you're talking about. I was, by the way, I was about to say, when I walked in about an hour and a half ago or so, I saw, I would say, 80 to 90% had KN95 or other masks or bandanas, whatever they can do. It, it almost feels like, again, like we're going through COVID again. This is wild. I mean, that's, a, you know, we thought we were out of the pandemic. Now this comes. But I would hope that being by the sea would help us. I mean, where where's our ocean breezes? I don't understand. I, I, I'm, I, obviously, I'm not an uh, environmental engineer. I come from a family of engineers. I'd rather hear what John Casamitidis has to say about why this is su- sucked in like this. Well, I think we have uh, no choice. And uh, We were looking for a uh, park ranger up in uh, Canada to tell us when they're going to put it out. Yeah, well, that's the key. Why can't they put it out? You know, why can't they put the fires out if they keep burning? I mean, I would have called, if I was Prime Minister of Canada, I would call them the National Guard or their version of the National Guard and go out there and put out those fires. I mean, the problem is they have 150 fires going at the same time. Yeah. Same and you know the bad news is this is not technically the beginning of fire season. I was just hearing how scary it's, it technically starts in July in Canada. And this is yeah, just the beginning. This have, is scary. Does anybody really have the exact story from anybody in Canada? Yeah, we need to find out. You're right. Who knows? I mean, by the way, that that, uh, that prime minister is the equivalent of a Democrat up there, Judge. And he's been... <laughs> A Democrat like the judge or a different kind of Democrat? Another Democrat. Different kind of Democrat. (laughs) Exactly. A Democrat like Newsom? A Dino? A Dino? No, I'm I'm the Dino. (laughs) Talking about like an AOC type. uh, uh, We're waiting for him. He's going to be calling at any moment. We're waiting. He's going to be calling in about uh, 30, 40 seconds, we believe. Well, you started to see because people weren't, uh, just a few hours ago, people weren't believing that there were actually fires. It was some type of conspiracy. I mean, the pigeons that are outside are... uh, uh, our office usually, I think they flew south for the rest of the winter. <laughs> yeah, they're like high taxes. Now I got a haze. Forget this. I'm leaving this place, John. That's what they said. <laughs> and there has been, uh, I, I know for a fact, there has been an uptick uh, in some of the emergency rooms in Staten Island with the, the irritation and the smoke and minor, from the smoke and minor respiratory c- complaints, but nothing terrible, which is a good thing. 
And as the doctor said, let's hope for the next 24, 48 hours, this thing is gone. And, and you said, you said, Vito Facella, that it was a mess coming in here, traffic wise, too, right? Awful. Uh, it was traffic was bumper to bumper the whole way, uh, which is a little unusual. Uh, it's bad enough, but today was extra bad. And as I say, you know, Staten Island is one of the highest points on the seaboard. That, that haze comes in. It sits in like the equivalent of a valley over there as well. And also, by the way, uh, flights, LaGuardia, you guys, at one point there was a ground stop, also in Newark. Yeah. So it is a mess. Judge Weinberg? Doctor, what do you do about young kids, you know, the two, three, four-year-olds, to protect them? Dr. Siegel, go ahead. Oh, do- we lost Dr. Siegel. Lost Dr. Siegel. Right, calling why back. We, why don't we take a break, and when we come back, we'll see if we have the, the health commissioner on. Yep, or, he's obviously he's going to be calling Rudy in Giuliani's shortly. And Rudy calling in because the mayor... The mayor has decided to sue the counties that won't take the migrants. And uh, we want a mayor's opinion. Well, what the heck is going on? And uh, the mayor, uh, Mayor Mayor Rudy, he he knows all the rules. Let's take that break. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Wow, what a mess it is outside! By the way, John, it is now four thirteen from a from a, a, a hazardous, that is hazardous. That's hazardous enormous condition in New York because of the haze and this horrible smoke. This is and an unbelievable tiny, number. Uh, Doctor Mark Siegel said the tiny small particles we're inhaling. Yes, uh, Rudy Giuliani, Mister Mayor, you're America's mayor. Today, the other besides this problem, we have another problem that the, the federal court or state court, I'm federal not sure, court. Federal court has has said that uh, the other counties have to get. Uh, okay, they they said they couldn't. Mr. Mayor, it's, uh, say it. it's, it's Richard Weinberg. There was an attempt by Civil Liberties Union. They got a, an injunction against Orange County and Rockland County out of the federal court, saying that they couldn't deny access to the migrants upstate. So as a basis that uh, Mayor Adams and the Corporation Council have brought a lawsuit suing 30 other counties to try and do the blockage. That's what we're talking in about. In other words, basically saying, in, in simple terms, Judge, basically saying that New York City is saying, we can bus, we want to be able to bus and you to can't every stop county, us. And, and you, you can't, can't stop, stop us. us. Exactly. Your reaction, Mayor Giuliani? Uh, it, I mean, it sounds totally absurd, Judge. I mean, the, the, the reality is, first of all, these people are illegal, they uh, they've made an application for asylum, but it hasn't been granted. And ninety five percent of them are going to turn out not to get asylum, which is what the statistics are. How they get rights is well, uh, beyond. A, yeah. In fact, if you look at the judge's decision, Mr. Mayor, he said that it's a denial of constitutional right to uh, to travel on equal protection. Right. Fourteenth Amendment. Yeah. But the but the question becomes, is that supposed to be here in the first place? So what do you mean they have a right to travel? I, I, I must have missed that. Yeah, I mean, that is insane. And, and they're also not traveling. They're being put there by by the mayor of uh, New York. And why isn't why isn't um, why isn't he being uh, charged with kidnapping? I mean, remember, he knew kidnapping. Right, right. And explain, by the way, uh, Rudy, um, the reason you're saying that is because uh, the attorney general in California is basically and Gavin Newsom basically threatening DeSantis with kidnapping, even though the migrants voluntarily signed to go on a flight to California. It just came out a little yeah. bit ago. And explain I, to me, you wonder- guys, how do these migrants have the have have the rights that they even have the justification to win a lawsuit? Does that make any so, sense? So, Rudy, this is Vito. So, 
Um, yeah, Vito. Rudy, can you educate the folks listening on, on the whole right to shelter? Isn't that the, the Callahan decree from many well, years ago? The right to shelter is a, it's not a right, it's a settlement. Mm-hmm. It's a, a settlement uh, uh, decision that, yeah, it isn't a, there's no constitutional right to shelter. New York City agreed to it, gosh almighty, way before I was mayor in the 1980s. I gotta tell you the truth, Vito, I just ignored it. <laughs> Nobody ever knew. I just ignored it. I made believe it was it's not a, a law. A mayor has a lot of a, a mayor has a lot of uh, uh, power, and uh, I've never seen anybody go after the mayor for doing something. Well, you know, I, I ignored it, and I said, if you want to enforce it, take me to court, and I'll see if I can get a court to overturn it because I think it's completely unconstitutional. That you don't have a right to shelter. There's no such thing in the Constitution that you have a right to shelter. And you don't have a right to show up somewhere and say, oh, you got to find me a house. It's absurd. Yeah, but and, what uh, makes it worse, the, Mr. Mayor, is the city council just passed a, a, a Homeless Rights Act saying that they have a right to shelter. People who are homeless have a right. So they're trying well, to get around the, the consent decree. So maybe they want it in New York, but how can they force it on another county? Exactly. But remember, Adams is the one who invited them here as a sanctuary city. And now he's basically saying... Gee, I invited too many. I'm going to force them on you. These these other counties never promised them the moon. He did. He promised them a welfare. He promised them education. He promised them health care. He promised them college education. Uh, and he promised them lodging. The other counties didn't promise. They're not sanctuary counties. And by the way, they don't want him. They don't want them. They have come forward, at least a number of them, and have said, we don't want them, which is what you were talking about with the lawsuit. And now, so again, can you explain to me, how do they have the rights? I I don't understand that. I mean, how do they win that case? Wait, wait, wait. Is anybody appealing it? I mean, I understand the, the two, uh, uh, the, uh, the two, uh, county executives. Yeah, Rockland and Orange. Day, yes. Some guy named Day. Yeah, Ed Day. Uh, wouldn't even answer the phone about appealing it. Shouldn't it be a, a federal appeals court and say he doesn't have the well, right? I'm sure he will. I, I'm sure that Day will, uh, will appeal it. Day, Day is the one, I don't know, he said something like if, if Adams would send people up there, he'd punch them in the nose or something right, like that. Exactly. Yep. Uh, well, let's see. We'll see how tough he is, right? We'll find yeah, exactly. out how tough well, he is yeah. because he's not you know answering his phone. Yeah, where's WABC, the cojones? WABC tried to call him. He won't answer his phone. Wow. He's, what, is he afraid well, to I answer the phone? Be a hell of a lawsuit. <laughs> it would be a very, very uh, – I think he'd have a very good chance of winning. Otherwise, I mean, you could – so now now Day could take these people, and he could move them to another county. Of course. He could get a bus, and he moves them to the next county, and they can't turn him down. And the other part, of, the other part of the, the language in the judge's decision, Mr. Mayor, is he said that uh, these counties being are guilty of racial discrimination. It's got nothing to do with race. It has to do with the fact that they're illegal aliens and they shouldn't be in this country. You know, I, I have to look at them to take a look at what he's talking about. I mean, these people come from China. They come from uh, Venezuela. They come from Europe. These are not uh, 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 all. Well, first of all. Normally, they'd be Mexican, so we wouldn't be talking about racial discrimination. But in any event, this is a mixed group of people of all different uh, backgrounds. These are, they're coming from all over the world because basically Biden has opened the door. They come to Mexico and they walk in. Yeah. And guess what happens? Our, our, our liberal leaders, what they essentially say is we just need more money, but they don't plug the hole, Mr. Mayor. That's what's outrageous. 
So the welcome mat is there. There's no rules. Uh, and there's two. Hold on, Mr. Mayor. Hold hold, hold the line. The health commissioner is on the phone with us and let's see what he has to say. Rita, bring back the the health commissioner. Rudy, stay on. Yep, please, Rudy. Uh, We've got uh, Dr. Ashwin Vassan. He is, of course, the commissioner of New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. Uh, first of all, Mr. Commissioner, thank you so much for being here on such a busy time. Uh, we're talking, of course, about the haze that everybody's seeing. Uh, millions affected, a hundred million plus. And it's up to hazardous condition, according to the. Uh, yeah, this is amazing. Uh, the new number, and you know this better than we do. Uh, what is it? Four thirteen is the air quality right now in New York City. Fill us in, all New Yorkers listening. Yeah, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. This is really an unprecedented air quality event. We haven't experienced air quality like this since probably the 1960s. And we definitely haven't experienced something that has happened this quickly. I mean, we're talking about a matter of hours and it's all coming from thousands of miles away from a big set of wildfires that are not yet under control in Canada. So number one, I think this really does speak very clearly to the fact that we're all connected by these extreme weather events. And these extreme weather events are increasingly more common with climate change. So for New Yorkers, the air quality is poor. Conditions are getting worse. Stay indoors. All New Yorkers. The Yankee, stay indoors. the New York Yankee game, I understand, has been canceled. Correct. I think that individual organizations, we strongly urge them, strongly advise them to consider postponing or rescheduling outdoor gatherings and outdoor events. But for individual New Yorkers, stay home. Make a choice. Stay home. If you have to go out, if you're an essential worker, if you can't take off that shift, if you work in one of our great hospitals in New York City, wear a mask when you're outside, a high-grade mask, an N95, a KN95, a KF94. And everybody, we're talking to uh, New York City's Commissioner of Health and Mental Hygiene, Ashwin Vassan. Uh, Mr. Commissioner, also, I was watching the mayor earlier today. Um, I know you were there, too, at his press conference. He also was saying it, it will probably get worse tomorrow. Do you have any idea of what we can expect uh, tonight, tomorrow, the coming days? It's a good question, and I think it's a rapidly changing uh, situation. It's getting worse now. We think it might get better sometime tomorrow, and it's a little bit unclear what's going to happen on uh, Friday and into Saturday. But we're going to be updating the public regularly on those forecasts. Smoke. Um- it's a very difficult thing to forecast. Commissioner John Katsimatidis, uh, we've been trying to get uh, some park ranger up in Canada to find out uh, what's going on up there and if they have uh, any any idea when the fires will will lessen. Have you been talking to, uh, or anybody in the city been talking to anybody in Canada? Yeah, it's a better question for the Emergency Management Commissioner. I know that we've tried to be in touch, but what's clear and based on public reporting as well, is that these fires are not yet under control. These are fires that started in the wilderness due to lightning strikes, and that these fires are happening much earlier than normal. There's always a wildfire season in Canada and in other parts of North America, but this is June. Normally this happens towards the end of summer and into August and September. Uh, wow. The fact that it's happening now is a, is a real problem. Now, what does that mean, that you just said it? I mean, how early it is, and it's going to be drier, you would assume, as the summer goes on. I mean, are we going to see more of this? Climate change is real, my friend. It's here. We're dealing with it. 
These are not normal weather patterns. These are historic, extreme weather events. This is not normal. We should take this seriously. It's a public health issue. It's affecting New Yorkers right now. Thank you, Commissioner, and um, thank you for coming on and, and alerting all New Yorkers. And uh, the Commissioner says stay home if you don't have to go out. The Yankee game is postponed. And uh, stay safe and wear the mask. Is that bottom line? Absolutely. Wear a mask if you have to go out. Stay home if you don't. Please stay safe. Take care of yourselves and each other, especially vulnerable people, older people, people with medical conditions, um, and young young kids. Absolutely. Great Thank advice. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. Commissioner, so much. Thank you for being with us on such an important day. Please come back. Of course. Will do. Thank, Thank you. Uh, Mayor uh, Giuliani, uh, what, what say yeah. you? What I say is they blamed it on climate change. Right, I, I, saw, I saw that. that. Oh, I thought he was going to blame it on Trump. <laughs> well, it's a twofer, Mr. Man, Mayor. Really, I, it's a twofer. I think, I think climate change and Trump, of course. I think it's worthless. Blamed it on climate change. What kind of scientist is that? He has uh, I, I'd idea like to know what to do with climate change. Uh, I, I want to know what the uh, forest rangers are saying about this. Yeah, I want well, to hear. This guy, this guy is a pretty worthless health commissioner in general. But uh, climate change? Come on, pal. Sell that one somewhere I mean, the, else. The one thing that's un- interesting is they're predicting is uh, in a couple of days, yet the thing is not in, uh, not in control, not under control. So how can you know when, when well, it's going to stop if it's not under control? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I mean, obviously he doesn't. He's making it up. Like they did all during the uh, pandemic. He has no idea it's climate change. He just says it because, I don't know, because he's not a particularly good scientist. I mean, the reality is this is, I don't remember this. Look, I'm 79 years old, and I remember New York. I don't remember anything like this in New York before. Yeah, and he just said also, by the way, um, and obviously gave everybody some helpful tips, because that was important to get tips of what elderly and what we should do, saying it's the worst air quality uh, he was saying since the 1960s, which is which is a that was a really stunning yeah, I statement. I don't remember anything well, in the 1960s. I, like we this. need a report from Canada. What the heck is going on in Canada? Yeah, absolutely. Find it out. Would, Let's it get be to a it. bad idea. To well, Rudy, thank you. I think thank we just you, lost Rudy. Rudy, thank you for joining <laughs> you us for too. Joining wow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. Let's go to Carl Rove and get his opinion. What the heck is going on in our country? What's the what's going on with all these candidates, Carl? Well, first of all, I want to say I want to compliment you on taking the shy, retiring Alfonso <laughs> Mano, a man of monosyllabic and drawing him out. I mean, how did you do that? I mean, the man has never, he's been loath to share his opinions and observations. <laughs> yeah, how do you like, how do you like that as your opening act, right? Let me tell you. Al D'Amato is a friend for 40 years, and he's a very, very decent guy, but he does have, does he does express his opinions. And we have everybody on, which is good, John. Yeah, at the White House for seven years, I found out he had opinions strongly. (laughs) (laughs) Carl, 
world. This is Rita Cosby. It's great to have you here. What do you, what is your opinion of the, of now it is a really crowded field? Pence just got in a few hours ago last night. Christie, also, uh, the governor of North Dakota, who I finally realized his name a few hours ago. Uh, but where is this going? Well, first of all, remember we had 17 candidates in 2016. I think we're at nine now. Uh, and, 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 and my sense is there's a general view among a lot of party leaders, party activists, donors, and candidates that if they're not gonna, you know, if they don't see a path to getting there by sometime this fall or early next year, they're not gonna stay in forever, which I think is healthy. Last time around in 2016 when we had this big field, everybody thought that, you know, but it was February, it was March, I still have a shot at getting it. And I don't think that's going to happen this time around. So I'm, I, the field's about half as large as it was in 2016. I don't think it's going to get much larger in terms of serious candidates. We're going to have a few more names that we've never heard of and who have really no business being in there and are not going to have an impact on the race. So I think we've, we've pretty well got the field as, it, as it's going to be. So where is it going to go? I mean, obviously, it's, it's take out Trump. That's that's the, the motto for everybody. they got to take out. But he's so far leaps and bounds. Uh, can somebody take him on? Is this this is a lifetime? I guess you know better than anybody, Carl. Yeah. Well, remember, actually, there's a wonderful piece done by a, a, a longtime friend of mine, Dan Balls, who's one of the smarter people who covers politics, and he made the point of if you look at Iowa in 2008, 2012, and 2016, the winner of the Iowa caucuses, the first contest was literally in single digits at this time in the spring of the previous year, 2007, uh, 2011, 2015, and was still single digits in the fall, Now you know, October, November of the year, and then won with, you know, admittedly, it would, because it was a big field, you could win like uh, with 34% of the vote or 28% of the vote. But, but, but Dan's point is this, the, the, the contest is set by the early, by the early races, and people in Iowa in particular and New Hampshire take this very seriously. So they're going to they're going to make up their minds late, particularly in Iowa. And the good news for candidates is in Iowa, it's been my experience. Once they make up their minds, they keep they, they stay they stay stuck. Not so on, so in New Hampshire, New Hampshire. They may they may say, gee, John Casamitadis came in this week and I loved hearing him and he was fabulous. I'm for him. The next week, Rita came in and gave a fantastic talk at the Bow Firehouse. I'm for her. But in Iowa, we've had a series of contests that the last person to lead at this point in the polls in Iowa and win the Iowa caucuses was George W. Bush 23 years ago. Wow. I know a guy like that, huh? I I know someone who was helping him big time. (laughs) Carl, have you selected anybody yet to support? No, I'm, 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 I'm waiting and watching and, and, uh, I want to see what they 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 have. Uh, look, none of these people are ready for this. This is bigger than any of them have ever done. Even if you've been the governor of Florida, or even if you've run, you know, you've been the vice president of the United States. Running for president is really really tough and complicated and large, and it demands a lot of you. And I want to watch and see how these people do over the course of this of the of the late spring and summer and fall. How is Biden going to do it? I mean, what did, by the way, what did you make of Nikki Haley saying a vote for uh, Biden is basically a vote for Kamala Harris? Well, I think that, you know, look, I, I put this in one of my columns last week that, that uh, Biden is running against the mortality tables as well as a Republican candidate. And, that, and let's just be candid. That's true. Uh, I, my, I have a tough piece tomorrow on the Wall Street Journal on this. I think it is bad for the country 
and I think it's I don't, I, I'm adverse to giving advice to Democrats, but I think it's bad for the Democratic Party to be led by a guy that nearly two out of every three Americans in a Quinnipiac poll think is too old to be an effective to be effective in a second term. And 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 uh, where where a, a, a similar number think that he is not a strong leader. Now, now think about it. What is going to change in the next year and a half? We've had two and a half years to look at this guy, and we're all in two out of every three Americans, including a third of Democrats and, and a majority of Hispanics, say that guy is too old to be effective. He's not going to be effective in a second term. And then we have nearly the same number of people who say he's not a strong leader. Now, he's not going to get younger in the next year and a half. He's not going to some, some morning wake up magically and able, able to string together two. Yeah, that's for sure. By the way, Vito Fasella has a question for you, Carl Rowe. Vito, go ahead. Hey, Carl. Vito. Vito. Vito, how are you, Carl? Fantastic, man. Great to hear your voice. Likewise, my friend. Likewise. Uh, so, Carl, you've been uh, one of the best predictors and political strategists uh, in modern times. Put President Trump aside. Are you all, do you think you go out on a limb and say the top two or three uh challenges right now or potential nominees other than the president trump well uh you know you'd have to desantis had a, an impressive election victory and has got, got a bunch of money in the bank uh i you know tim scott has an ability to uh energize a crowd like i've rarely seen nikki haley is persistent uh and we'll see about chris christie he, he remember how well he dominated the debate stage in 2016. So all of them, I think, have got a shot. This is going to be a different contest in the following way. First of all, the debates are going to play in an inordinate uh, part of all of this. And second of all, I think what's going to be important is how much how people do the balancing act of saying, look, I'm different than Donald Trump. And here are the weaknesses in his record. And here's who I am. So that you can get a sense of my values, my views, and what it is I do as president. It's a delicate balancing act. I thought Christie got in some good shots uh, at, at, at the former president. You know, you promised you'd build the wall. It wasn't built. You said Mexico would pay for it. We're waiting for our first peso. I mean, there, and, and DeSantis has gotten some good, good shots in on, you know, you were criticizing me for opening up Florida. And now you describe Florida as a hellhole, but you moved your entire family there. It, yeah, the I, verbal you, back and forth has been, it's, it's getting really feisty. Well, Carl, thank you. Go. Carl, thank you. Talking about who they are and what they are for and what their vision is, is going to become important because at some point people are going to say, okay, I got it. Maybe we need to turn the page on Donald Trump. But but what kind of a page are we turning with to with you? Yeah, Carl, great point. Thank you. And uh, you said it 100% right. Let things sort themselves out between all the candidates, and then we'll decide. Thank you so much, Carl. You bet. All the best. Awesome. And now, what happened to the dam in Ukraine? I've heard 11 different stories. With us is the former Assistant Secretary of the Air Force, Ty McCoy, a good friend, West Pointer. Uh, Ty, we've heard several stories. What do you think is the truth? Uh, Cass, Cosby, and your great team, it's great to uh, be on with you. I know the uh, air is a little polluted in New York, but the on-air quality of WABC is always the best, so it's great to join you. Thank and, you. By uh, the way, what an intro. I love that. Thank you. You're invited anytime with that, Ty. <laughs> well, you're kind to say that. I'm an old disc jockey, so I, I keep uh, trying to come up with some uh, rhymes and reasons. But with respect to the uh, reasoning and thinking on the dam, it looks like 
the Russians were very concerned and have been with the so-called land bridge, which is the Kherson Oblast or province that is in the southern part of the 800-mile line of contact. And they felt the Ukrainians were going to move in that direction. They had seen uh, intelligence. They'd seen equipment. They thought, we can't lose uh, our land bridge uh, to Crimea and, and potentially uh, have, uh, you know, some a loss in Crimea itself, which would be a huge optics uh, problem and a, a political problem for Putin. So they potentially uh, tried to uh, let open the, the gates, uh, flood the, the zone down along the Dnipro River, uh, down to the Black Sea, uh, and they didn't uh, calculate many, many aspects of it, though. They said, well, we can do that to stop the uh, attack uh, in the direction of, of Kherson by the Ukrainians, but the amount of water was much larger than they thought due to some of the crumbling in the dam. It flooded some of the Russian positions and caused some problems more for them than they had calculated. So I think somebody uh, sold a an idea that seemed on the surface uh, that it might be uh, really a, a, a fix for the uh, a counteroffensive against a potential counteroffensive in that area. But it turns out it was probably like many of the Russian uh, ideas and planning. It turns out that there was not any consideration of second and third level effects. And so it turns out it's probably a, a better situation for the Ukrainians. Wow. So what does this mean uh, vis-a-vis with the war there now with this big news? Because they're also saying that dam uh, potentially flooding hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, it's it's stunning images, Ty. Well, it is. And it, in a way, it's uh, a sign, too, that the Russians, uh, while they haven't pulled out uh, chemical and biological and, and nuclear, uh, tactical nuclear weapons, they are willing to uh, inflict damage, whether it's cutting off grain, flooding fields, burning cities. And I think they want to continue to try and show that they are pretty merciless and they are pretty uh, brutal, despite uh, losing some public opinion. Uh, But but there is a report that they're not getting water into the nuclear plant where they need to cool the rocks. Have you heard that report? I have. And the Ukrainians have uh, spoken up and said that the cooling pools that they have established closer to the nuclear plant would be sufficient uh, and would not drain away uh, due to the damage to the dam. So they are saying that for the time being, I think also the International Atomic Energy Association or agency uh, said the same thing. Now, whether that's true or not, that's maybe something for uh, some consumption, public consumption. That is a contested area. Uh, the Russians are, are around it. They yeah, are scary it. stuff. Yeah, Ty, keep us appraised what's yeah. going on, and we'll talk to you later on again this week. All right, sounds good. Thank I you. Think Thank that, you for uh, keeping right. the American people uh, uh, informed of what the heck is going on. Thank you. Good to be with you. Thank you so much. And now let's go to Michael Goodwin, uh, Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter with the New York Post. Um, and, Michael, I'm sure you've heard this news. You've been all over all these investigations with the FBI and Trump. DOJ, a new news coming in uh, that the feds have informed Trump he is likely to be indicted as DOJ basically is rebuffing prosecutorial misconduct claims, basically saying an indictment against President Trump is imminent. There are headlines all over the place. Uh, your thoughts and what are you hearing? Well, 
Uh, Rita, thank you. Uh, I'm not entirely surprised. I mean, we've seen the, this run up, the, his meeting with the DOJ the other day. Uh, reports, leaks, of course, coming out about uh, different grand jury testimony, what the questions are, et cetera. So I guess I'm not entirely surprised that that we've come this far. But when you rewind the tape and you go back several months, you say they're really going to indict a former president. I mean, for again, again, well, that's right. I, I mean, this Bragg is unbelievable on that one. But uh, but this one, remember, there were two special counsels investigating two presidents over classified document removal. Where's the other special counsel? Absolutely. By the way, isn't that outrageous? You know what? To me, it is atrocious. This is such a, a disservice to the American people, John. What is going on with the Biden thing? We haven't heard anything. And we also know that, remember, first, it, it somehow had happened that he discovered the documents right before the November election, and we didn't know till January, and we haven't heard peep on that, and yet they are expediting on Trump. Well, and I look, I think this is the, the pattern of the FBI. Uh, I wish they would uh, hold off. Uh, until they have a really clear case that is not based on uh, sort of a maybe interpretation of what he said or what he did. I mean, if you're going to break this line for a federal indictment of a former sitting president and the leading opponent of the current president, uh, I think you need to have something that is not that is not worth uh, cannot be disputed. Something that's so clear and obvious that everybody would have to say, look, he did he did this and he should pay a price. We're not there yet. Let's see the evidence. But as long as it's on documents, I think it's going to look like a jump ball for a lot of people. Mike, it's Richard Weinberg. I think they're going to go after him on obstruction. They're going to claim that it's not just document retention, it's obstruction. Therefore, it's different. What say you? Well, remember on the uh, Mueller report. The uh, bar then assessing the Mueller report said if there's no, the, gen, the general rule in the Justice Department is if there is no underlying crime, there can be no obstruction. So there, it seems to me to be obstruction, there would have to be a crime that he committed that he's trying to obstruct the prosecutors from learning about. Exactly I mean, right. Isn't that the understanding That's of obstruction? Right. That's exactly right. And uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz said the same thing. So you, Dershowitz, and I all agree on that. There's no underlying crime. So what's this nonsense about obstruction? This is amazing. Michael Goodwin, uh, thank you. I mean, this is stunning moment again. They're saying imminently, John, that President Trump uh, will be charged. And again, as you said, no crime. Where's the obstruction? That's amazing. Thank you, Michael Goodwin, and thank you for everything you do for our country and our city. Thank you all. And boy, what do we stand for after this day? Truth, justice, and the American way. God bless America.